0: Welcome to Kaya, the college and young adult ministry of Midtown Baptist Temple, a ministry seeking to pursue a deeper faith in Jesus Christ through God's word, fellowship, and prayer. All right, well, uh, welcome. Uh, my name is Jorge. If you don't know me, I'm part of this class of uh, the college and young adults class, and I've been part of Midtown Baptist Temple for about five years. And uh, man, I, I look across the room and I can spot, you know, just a, a handful of people I don't know, um, which is surprising. I thought I know uh, less people, but there, there's quite a few of you, um, which means that God has been working in our ministry for. A long time in this five short years that I've been here, I've seen so much growth. Um, if you if you know anything about me, I started coming around um, Midtown Baptist Temple, um, and honestly, uh, the first time I came around was because someone told me there was other artists here that would love to speak with me about art. And so, honestly, I was coming around because I was looking for a job opportunity. I was a graphic design job from some of these graphic designers that were coming to uh, Midtown Baptist Temple. So, you can, you can already tell my, my focus and my priorities were all messed up. Uh, ultimately, I was, looking for, um, I was looking for a purpose. Uh, I just didn't know that. Um, but God brought me to this place where um, I saw it. The lack of purpose in my life. And he, he used this church and he used this class to show me that. I struggled with a lot of ideas, a lot of worldly um, perspectives, a lot of worldly point of views. Um, ultimately, there were all point of views or perspectives that would, at the end of the day, glorify me, make me look smart, make me look strong. Um, it, was, it, was, it was vain on my end. But um, in the same year, in June, I, I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and I said, all this stuff, all, all, this, all this pursuit of, of happiness, all this pursuit of me becoming a God, it, it's pointless. I'm tired of it. I, I'm tired of who I am. I'm, I keep letting myself down. And we can lie to ourselves and say we've never felt that, that we're pretty confident in ourselves. But I came to a place where I was just so done with myself and I decided to put my trust in Jesus Christ as my savior and my life so through him I can live and I have eternal security in him I have favor from God through him and by him so I see a lot of you in this room and I, 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 I can tell there's different people in here that I've laughed with um, I, I've cried with or cried too, and there's plenty of you who I've I laughed, cried, or I cried because I was laughing so hard, right? <clears throat> there's there's plenty of you who I've built that relationship over the years, and there's some of you who we've actually disagreed on things, but we've worked through them, and we we we've become friends. We become stronger brothers in our bond um, by prefer, preferring one another over ourselves. Uh, some of you, I've actually been in car chases with, um, Kendall, where are you? I, yeah, Kendall, yeah, there we go. Wherever you are, I hear your laugh, but there you go. Um, some of you, I, I, um, yeah, Kendall and I were trying to solve a crime. Turns out we were not cops, um, so we have no business doing that. Uh, some of you, uh, we've been in... Uh, we have, we've almost died, for lack of better words. Um, whatever Alex is, I, I, I can't see him. There we go. Um, now, if, if, it, if it wasn't for these two guys in these two situations, I'd probably be dead. Um, there, there's some, so, some type of thinking that I don't have, that these guys have, that saved my life, right? They were in the, in the fight. They were in the battle with me. And they, they saved my skin. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. And there's plenty of other stories like that with plenty of you guys here. Um, so soon after I gave my life to the Lord, I, I, I signed up for this mentorship program called Discipleship. Um, I feel like i 'm doing a disservice by calling a mentorship program it 's more of a transfer of life from one mature believer to another believer and so these two guys invested their time and their effort into to seeing me be more like christ they They taught me how to study the bible uh, they they sacrificed time with their wives their family um, and In return, I've gotten to do the same with other guys around here. And I see some of you. And, man, I I just got coffee with Brock this morning. And we were talking about other people that I've gotten to do this process with. And, man, some of you are just beyond my understanding as I'm processing your growth. And as I'm processing the decisions that you're making. I'm seeing, man, you guys are like Christ. And so... I bring all this up because through this process I I, I was coming to understand that my life was not about me anymore. It is about making sure people know about Jesus. It is about teaching them the word of God. Which by the way, if you don't believe you have the word of God, then how can you believe that you're saved? And the third thing was to help others and to show them and show them the example that it is to serve people to serve one another, to serve brothers and sisters sacrificially and this isn't in my notes but it's also to, to talk about Pop-Tart flavors with my brothers <laughs> with no condemnation right? <laughs> I'm going to pray real quick because um, we don't want to deviate and I actually didn't start my timer but We'll be fine. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Jesus who saved us and has given us a new identity. And I pray that this morning would be convicting, challenging, and encouraging. Father, help us, teach us how how to grow closer to you and give up everything that we hold dear to our lives in service to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I have a set of key questions. So question number one is, do you know who you are? So please consider for one moment, you're sitting here. I don't know where you're from. I'm from Mexico. You're sitting here from wherever you're from, and you've come with your group of friends to Midtown Baptist Temple, and you're here at 10.30 a.m., and you're hearing this guy that is not Brandon teach and so would you please consider with me, who are you right now? What is your name? What, what is your business here? And what do you want out of today, right? So in order to understand the passage that we're about to dive into, we, we, we first got to get some context. We got to figure out um, where uh, in the Bible are we in, in terms of timeline, who we are and how does this passage relate to us? Because what we're going to see in Deuteronomy 3 is that they're about to go to physical battle. I don't, I don't fight with my brothers or sisters or the lost world for that matter. So I have to be careful about how I go about studying this passage and practically applying it to me. So for a second, think, who are you? We're in 2020, and it's September 13, I think. And <clears throat> this passage is going to be about Joshua. But you're... you and I are not Joshua. You and I are not the nation of Israel. But practically, we do go into battle every day. And we could read this passage and we can, we can take application from this battle and this preparation that's going or that's taking place and, and this handing off of charge from Moses to Joshua and we can learn something from, from this passage. But before we get to the passage... Let's set something straight. This is what a believer is. Because for by grace are you saved through faith, in that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, right? Not of works, lest any man should boast. So you receive salvation or the grace of God through the faith in Jesus Christ. It is the gift of God. It is nothing that you've done. It is nothing that you will do to gain God's favor or do away with god's favor god loves you the way you are and he's giving you the gift of salvation there's nothing that you can do to lose it let's go to the next verse in verse 10 it says for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus unto good works which god hath before ordained that we should walk in them so you're here you're if you're saved well then you're saved and i'm talking to you but you're here and you're in kansas city you're in midtown God has given you, has prepared a work for you, whatever school that you go to, he has set you in this place for you to reach this people. He has set you in this classroom to reach your classmates. He has put you in the family that you're in to love them unconditionally, whatever decision they make with their life. For what reason? For you to show them Jesus Christ. Now, if you don't know Jesus Christ, well, I'm glad that you're here because you're hearing this message for for a reason. So the more I kept coming and the more I kept reading and studying the Word of God, I, I started to see myself the way He saw me and the way that He intended for me to live, the, the way that He intended me for me to live in um, the way that He intended for me to see myself. He saw me as His Son. Now, He, he, he was also showing me that the lost world he has a heart for them. He has a love for them. Now, I said, I started to see myself as a son of God. Now, I have a father. Man, my, my, my father's name is Jorge as well. He's, he's a great man. He's shown me a lot. He showed, he showed me a lot of uh, what it means to be a hard worker. He showed me how to have grace and be long-suffering. But now I have a God- that is my father. Look, God is my father himself, the creator of the universe. He knows me. He knows you. And he wants to be your father. John 1.12 says, To them gave he power to become the sons of God, as many as received Jesus Christ, right? Even to them that believe on his name. We see that in John 8, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and he's saying, You are of your father the devil. So what we see is that there's two families in every person that is born from the lineage of Adam, which is everybody, all of us here. We're born into the family of Satan. We're born with a sinful nature. And God says, come, be a part of my family. Be my son. Jesus says to the Pharisees, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he spake, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he, for he is a liar and the father of it. This is a family that we are all born into, and, and Jesus is bringing us into the, the family of God the Father. He's bringing us into a family, a perfect family, with a father that is perfect, a father that knows you so well. So when you receive salvation from Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, not only do you become a son, but you also become a co-laborer. Now, you're, you're part of the father's business. I heard of uh, Kendall say that as soon as Asaph is able to walk, he's going to have him help him roof. I was like, man, <laughs> that makes sense. Like You might as well take advantage of it, right? <laughs> so now... If you're saved, if you're a, a son of God, you're also, you also have a job to do. Matthew eight or 20, 28, verse 19 through 20, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always even to the end of the world amen and so we see that our job is to go and teach all nations baptizing them teaching them discipling them this is another job description in Acts 26:18 Paul says to open their eyes and to turn them from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. 2 Timothy 2.2, we see it right here. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou unto faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So our job is to see captives set free. Bring them from the darkness to light. Bring them from a family that is all about lies and dysfunction to a family about perfection, about love, and about a purpose. On top of that, so you're a son, you're a worker. Guess what? You're also a soldier. You have a job, but you also you, you have a purpose. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.3, in the same passage, it says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, men, I read this, and I'm so convicting. I'm, guys, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm, I'm so soft. And I think we'd be lying to ourselves if we, if we said we weren't soft as a class. We're so caught up on petty things. We're so caught up on, on comfort, Entertainment? Man, I'd be the first to tell you, I, I struggle with that. And I struggle with you. No man that worth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him that has chosen him to be a soldier. It's not even a thought for the soldier of God. <laughs> it's not even a thought to veg out on Netflix. It's not even a thought to be. Just eat whatever you want to the soldier of Christ. It's not, a, it's not even a thought for the, the soldier to do whatever he wants to do on his free day. Not only that, not, not only are we soldiers, but man, with that, as being soldiers, we have weapons, right? 2 Corinthians 10.3 says, we do not war against flesh, right? So even though we're going to talk about Joshua going into war you and i do not go to war against one another for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god in the pulling of strongholds so therefore we are casting down every imagination and every high thing and that exalted itself against the knowledge of god and bringing it under the captivity Every thought to the obedience of Christ. So everything that we know that is not true, according to the word of God, we're bringing it under under the captivity of the word of God, right? Everything that uh, infests our mind, our hearts, and we know it's not true according to the word of God, we are commanded to bring that under the captivity of the truth of Christ, under the word of God. On top of that, we have an armor. And man, this is is a cool study of Dylan's here. I don't see him, but... If, uh, if he wants to study, the, he likes to study very obscure passages. But if you want to study the armor that we, we get as a believer in Christ, it is similar to the armor that the Messiah will wear when he comes back. So Ephesians six eleven says, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. For we wrestle not against, against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand. So it's so cool. You're in this, whether you know it or not, you're in this battle. Whether you want to be in the battle or not, you're you're in the battle. Whether you want to listen to this message or not, you're you're here. <laughs> I'm not Brandon. We're we're not going through Act seventeen, but hopefully this is a supplement to that. So through my journey, I'm I'm learning more and more what it means to walk with Jesus Christ. And what I'm starting to understand and I'm starting to see is how God works and He's starting to do amazing things through people around me. Impossible things. Things I'd never think I things I never could imagine. I'm seeing them be done around the people around me. If you're here this morning and you have not made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, I want to confront you. What do you fear? Who's fighting your battles? So let's go to the actual passage. Uh, Deuteronomy 3, 21 through 22 Again, like I said, this, man, this is your first time coming. We've been going through the, the series of Acts, we're in chapter 17, and we're going to, we're seeing what it, what it means to uh, turn the world upside down and what it takes to do that, who we have to be in order to do that. So hopefully, this is an, an, an encouraging message. This is, hopefully, this is a supplement to that. But we see that in, Deuteron- in Deuteronomy 3, 21, Moses says, And I command Joshua at this time, saying, Thine eyes have seen all that the Lord your God had done unto these two kings. So key question, have you seen God do the impossible in your life? Now think about that, the impossible. Something that cannot be done or something that you cannot imagine that could be done. Have you seen God do that in your life? And maybe he has done it. Maybe you just haven't paid attention. Can you say that you have seen God do the impossible? These two kings were actually giants. What giants have you seen God conquer in your life? Maybe you don't have an example. As I think back... There has been a lot that God has done through this church, through this class, through me, through people around me, in this short five years. He has, he has uh, started to do amazing things. We, we were meeting on the boiler room when I started coming. The boiler room was un, an unfinished room. It was almost dangerous. There was about 20 of us there, and uh, man, it was just like... it was so fun. Like I can't imagine. Like I can't explain it to you. <clears throat> I I see some of you. I don't even know you, and I'm speaking to you. Like I have some right, but I do. So I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I've seen so many of your lies change. Man, I I seen crazy things. I've seen strongholds in your life be taken down through the Word of God. We've seen churches planted. We were planning on sending pastors all over the world. Man, the first time I came to Midtown—or not the first time, but the first time I heard Midtown talking about missions. Guess what? It was talking. They were talking about James Five in Pakistan. I was like, "Crap! Like <laughs> these guys are freaking nuts. These guys." Someday they're going to kill me They're going to send me over to wherever And I'm going to die And trust me, the process is not that that simple We don't send just anybody um, Which, man, praise God Thank God for that But I came here and I, I Man, it was evident That whatever I was joining myself to This church that I was Becoming a member to It, it wasn't your regular church They were not soft and, and they weren't going to just give you whatever you wanted. These people knew and believed God and his word and took the mission seriously. Man, praise God. Because whatever I was joining myself to, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I never thought five years from ago that I'd be here now, that I'd be talking to you, that I have a, a room full of friends, a room full of brothers and sisters that are willing to go to battle with me. I heard the story of how this church was planted with a group of humble people that got full of faith and started to have Bible studies here every week on Sunday night. And every Sunday morning, whenever they started having Sunday service, they were cleaning poop off the front steps. How many, how many of us can say, man, I'd, I'd love to clean poop off the front steps? I don't, man, Blake, you're my man. They were ministering to the neighborhood. They were leading people to the Lord. They were discipling people. They were growing. I, I was not part of the initial work, I'll be honest with you. I was never part of that. But, but I honor it. I honor the work and the effort, the tears, the sweat, the blood that was shed for me to grow in this room with you. The amount of time my pastors and elders put in sacrifice in order for you and I to grow here spiritually on on Saturday mornings, here on Sunday mornings, on Tuesday nights, their, their vulnerability and accountability, all for you and for me to go do the same other places, for other people, to serve them, to sacrifice for them. Moses continues and says, so shall the Lord do unto all the kingdoms whither thou passest. He says, what you've seen here with these two kings, he will do again. Over here. Go. Do it. He will do it again. Key question number three. Do you believe that God wants to use you in the same way? Now, there's some of us that come every Sunday and we sit in the same spot. Do we believe that God wants to use us in the same way that God used Sam Miles or Dan Renault, or Mike Renault, or James 5 or Andrew Wong or, or whoever, do you believe that God wants to do the same with you? Or are you just kind of waiting for him to kind of just do it out of nowhere, out of thin air? You know, just... I'm a missionary now. <laughs> or I have this piece of paper that says I deserve this church and no man. No, like do you do you have faith that God wants to do that in your life? Because that's why you're here. So according to God's word, the church is in is in charge of taking the gospel message to the rest of the to the ends of the world, to everybody, to Man, you know, you're, you, you have people that ask, well, what about the, the indigenous tribes and wherever? Well, man, why don't you take the word of God to them? You're so concerned. Why, why don't you take it to them? 1 Corinthians 15, one through 4, it says, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. This is the message that we take and it's the simple gospel that we, that we serve to people. And we say, here, you can have salvation right now. Just give up everything that you have. As <laughs> simple as that. Just recognize who you are and just recognize who Jesus is and just be saved. He has called us to a work of conquering the hearts of people, right, So, just like Joshua and Moses are about to go to battle, or Joshua in this case, he's about to go to battle. We go to battle every day, and we go to battle in order to set the captives free and conquer the hearts of people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he has given us the tools for that. He's given us the gospel itself, which God says is the power unto salvation. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The end goal is to present every man that we, that we lead to the Lord and disciple perfect before Christ at the judgment. Because, it, believer, if you didn't know, there's going to be a judgment for whatever you've done with the truth that you've been entrusted with. And person, maybe you're a visitor, you don't believe in Christ, you will be judged according to your works. Which, by the way, we saw that your works do not give you salvation according to Christ. Right? But the end goal is Colossians one twenty eight, Whom we preach, meaning Jesus, warning every man. And teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Man, I'm running out of time. So I, I, I want to decide to have faith, and I, I hope you join with me. I want to decide that I want to have faith that God, what he has done here, he will multiply all over Kansas City and all over the world. And, and I want to have faith that I, that I will be a part of that by his grace. I want to have faith that I will see disciples made here in Kansas City in Midtown in the Kansas City Art Institute, in Rockhurst, in UMKC, in Vietnam, Pakistan. I believe that, that we are at war. It is far beyond any, any riot, any protest that we can be a part of. It is more serious than all that. People are going to hell. And God wants us to fight with him. Let me tell you, I man, I'm in the ranks with you. I am I'm part of this class, I am in the fight with you. But most importantly, man, the good news is that Jesus is with us, right? Matthew 28, 18 through 20, he is with us always, even unto the end of the world. Moses continues and says, He commands Joshua, ye shall not fear them. Ye shall not fear them. And so my question to you is what do you fear? What are you afraid of? Better yet, who are you afraid of? Now, the same command that Moses gives to Joshua, we we should take the same. We should take that to heart. You shall not fear them. Who do you fear? What are you afraid of? Again, the souls of men are at stake. People are going to hell. You have, you have no reason to fear. You, you have no business fearing, actually. So the word fear is an interesting word because then you see, as you study it out, there's different contexts to this word. And the first mention is very interesting. It's Adam fearing God. It's, he's not fearing God because he reveres him. He's fearing God because he has sinned. He has disobeyed God. Genesis 3, 9, he says, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. We see that the first mention of fear is because of sin. But then we see the contrast. The next mention of this word is is God telling Abram to not fear, right? God deserves all the fear from Abram. And he says, Don't fear. He says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Man, what else do you need? Jesus sums it up in Matthew 10 28. He says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Who do you fear? but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows." You're of more value than, than a bird. He knows every hair on your head. My dad doesn't know every hair on my head. He's a good man, but he just doesn't, he can't. He, he can't know the deep things of me, but God the Father can. Amen. Jesus is saying, you better fear him. So, friend, what is holding you back? What's holding you back from accepting God's goodness through Jesus Christ, his grace, through the gift of salvation that he's given you? Brother, sister, what what is causing you to fear? Is it your material possessions, what you can wear, what you can have, what you can post on Instagram? Is it your dreams, your aspirations, your job, your your plans for your life? Or is it the risk of losing your identity of who you are, what, what people perceive you as? Who they think you are. Let me tell you, brother, sister, your life is not about you anymore. It's not yours. So forgive me, this is the first time you're hearing that. The coolest thing is that we end this passage with an encouragement. He says, God shall fight for you. The Lord your God, he shall fight for you. Moses is telling Joshua that he just, man, you don't even have to fight. Um, So key question number five, and I'm almost done here. But is God fighting for you? Is God fighting every battle, every depression, every anxiety, every situation where you think is unfair, every situation where you just cannot take it? It's you're at the ooh. Ooh, like you just can't. Who's fighting that battle for you? Or better yet, are you fighting God? Are you fighting alone? Man, I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm the biggest basketball fan, but if you've seen The Last Dance, uh, the documentary about Michael Jordan, he, it's, man, it's incredible. It's uh, the tenacity of Michael Jordan to win everything possible. It's just incredible. But the way that he describes his teammates, Scottie Pippen, the second-hand man of the Bulls, Michael Jordan says, Scottie Pippen is about the best second-hand player, or, second, or you know, he's the second player of the team, and even in the league, he's the most athletic, he's the, one of the strongest players, but guess what? He he lacks confidence. Michael Jordan describes Pippen as a person that, man, you just have to stand there. Just, just be with, with him in the fight and tell him, I'm fighting with you, I'm right next to you, I'm in the fight with you. Man, I, when, I, when I see that and I hear that, man, I think of you guys. But uh, I think of my brother, man. Um, yeah, my, my brother has, uh, <laughs> he's gotten in a lot of trouble for, for me, my older brother. He's nine years older than me. Um, but whatever chance I get to be in the team with him, man, we're, we're playing pickup games. And if he's around, I, I want to be in his team. Because I know he's in the fight with me. I know that we just connect, right? I'm looking for his pass. He's looking for my pass. He's, he's setting the pick. And then I'm getting ready for the role. I want to be in the fight with him. Any chance I get. Because if you know me, I throw elbows when I play basketball. I don't play fair. <laughs> But God is fighting for you, man. Man, those may not be the best examples, but God is in the fight with you. He's throwing elbows, He's setting the picks for you. He's looking for your past. You better be looking for His past, man. Exodus 14 13, we see the first mention of this very same situation. <laughs> and Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still. Does that sound familiar? And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians, whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. Ye shall hold your peace. Man, if you, if you study this out, it, it is a picture of Israel coming to salvation. As they cross the Red Sea, they're being baptized, right? They, we, they're being baptized into the Red Sea They're coming out as a new nation on the other side. So if you were to read this and you were to say, For the sins whom ye see today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. So if, if, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're here hearing this message today. I want to tell you, God has orchestrated every situation around your life every hurt every every tear every stressful situation every depressed full situation to bring you to a place where he's willing to, he's just telling you i'll fight for you let's go fight come on come on don't worry about these egyptians don't worry about these sins They're not a thing. I will fight for you. We see different instances of the same situation. And it's pretty, it's pretty interesting because you have Jehoshaphat, you have Hezekiah, and before uh, they go into uh, this battle uh, in Jehoshaphat's uh, situation, he has to tear down the idols of the land before he can fear not and for God to to fight with him is incredible that even in Deuteronomy 20 the same principle we see it again and it's a law it's an actual law for israelites to not fear but all, but to trust god it is a law it is the same way that if you drove 100 on a 35 you're breaking the law if you have fear, you're breaking the law. Believer, if you have fear, I don't know. Don't quote me, but I think it's wickedness, unbelief. Study that out and let me know afterwards. But Deuteronomy 22, it says. And it shall be when ye come nigh unto the battle that the, that the priest shall approach thee. Sorry. Approach the people and shall say unto, unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint. Fear not and do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. It is he that goeth with you to fight you, or to fight for you against your enemies to save you. <clears throat> is a whole law for them to not fear but to trust God in the battle. Now if, now if someone's we're going to have praise if whoever's leading that if you want to come up <clears throat> we're about to close here. Um, <clears throat> the conclusion here therefore it, it comes down to the if you see the context of the passage before these two verses, we see that there is two tribes that deny their, their inheritance in the promised land, right? Before crossing the river. The Reubenites and the Gadites, and they're saying, You know what? We like this unpromised land over here. And the grass grass the grass looks great for my grass fed beef. And there's plenty of room for my family. And man, there's plenty of opportunity on this side. And they decide to stay outside of the promised land. So, brothers, sisters, what is enticing you to stay on this side of the, of the river? What, what is calling your name? <clears throat> because as for me and my, my wife, my, my house... We will serve the Lord. Now you're welcome to, to join in that. You're welcome visitor to join in that as a class, as a church. But I want to warn you that, man, I, I've heard this so many times, we're, we're not a Christian com- we, by definition, we're a community, but we're not a Christian community. We're not here to just hang out. We're not a social club. We're not a networking event that happens three times a week. I'm sorry to break that to you, but if someone would have told me that a long time ago, I would have loved it. (laughs) But I want to tell you that we're not here to waste time. So, man, I'm going to sound a little harsh, but if you're here scoping our girls, trust me, we see you. (laughs) If you're here looking for a teaching and a leading opportunity, maybe you have a background in something, trust me, we see your intentions. It's, it's up to you. But I want to propose to you that you join in the battle with us, that you fight with us. Man, I'll, I'll scrub a toilet with you. I'll mop the floor with you. I'll, I'll, I'll sweep the floor with you, right? Join me in that process, I want to go evangelize with you. I want to go disciple with you. Join us in battle. But friends, do not be afraid of the battle. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ yet, don't be afraid of the battle. Do not sit here and hear the gospel of Jesus and walk away. Don't forfeit the promise that is on the other side of the river. So please talk to the person sitting next to you or whoever brought you or come talk with me. Um, I love you guys. I'm going to pray and we'll get to praising. Um, God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the security of your love. I pray that this message would go forth and you would receive all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope that today's message encouraged you to follow Christ in his word. For more information about Kaya, for service times, and information about our disciple-making ministry, please visit our website at caya.liv.com.